Now, today's scripture is a continuation of what was going on with Jesus and Matthew. And in fact, the scripture starts out with parentheses around the 10 through 20 because, well, sometimes the lectionary thinks something is, is optional. And then it goes on from there, the 21 through 28. But I'm going to read it all to you. And so envision what's going on with Jesus. And he says, then he called the crowd to him and said to them, listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of a mouth that defiles. And then the disciples approached and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? And he answered, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone, they are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. Then he said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and then goes out into the sewer? But, when, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For what of the heart come evil intentions? murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Or Sidon. And just then, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and started shouting, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him and saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the, their master's table. And then Jesus answered her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done as you, as, as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that very moment. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you today for this piece of scripture. It tells us so much. Open our hearts and our minds so that we may hear your voice and understand it better in spite of my own. May we live into what is clean and fair and loving instead instead of setting up precedents that were never yours to begin with we pray this in jesus name amen 
You know, there's a lot to understand here, and I, I got to admit, when I was a younger person, I did, but I didn't understand it. I mean, there's some things that happen here, and, well, dishwashing, washing your hands, isn't that something that moms and dads always, or especially grandmas, my grandma, she is the the, the hand washer, I mean, she can spot a crumb from 20 feet away on the floor, let me tell you. And she would make sure everything was just so. And I got to admit, when my kids would come in, I'd send them to the bathroom and make them wash up before they ate too. But that was, had more to do with you needed to get the, the grunge off of yourself than what's going on here. You see, there's not grunge going on here. There's actual grunge going on here instead of here. You know, sometimes in life we think we're doing the right thing because somebody told us it was the right thing, right? I mean, that's why, well, we have people in authority to lead us and, and to take us where we're supposed to be. Teachers preachers, and bosses, presidents, and all kinds of different things. You know, when I was a kid, that was, these were all the people that I was supposed to listen to. And even as an adult, I knew that these were the people I was supposed to listen to. The thing is that long about the time where the Maccabees came into the picture, and if you ever read the Apocrypha, which is between the Old Testament and the New Testament, we find out that when the Pharisees come back to running the temple, they add a few new rules to make people and themselves appear to be more holy. Hmm. Now, it's okay to have a, a ritual. I, I have a ritual in the morning where the first thing I do when I get up is I thank God for a new morning, and then I head to the bathroom, and then I head for my coffee. Those, those are the first things I do every morning. And I don't like my ritual in the morning to be changed. Otherwise, I forget something. But this ritual that the, the Pharisees had was to make themselves be more holy in the eyes of God. Now, if you look and read the entire Old Testament, this was not a law that God ever had given the Jewish people, the Israelites. And so what Jesus was telling his disciples, to honor God had nothing to do with washing your hands. To honor God had everything to do with what was in your heart. If your heart was bad, then whatever went into your mouth and out of you, it was going to be bad too. And if anything went into you that was good, would come out of you that was good. Sounds pretty good, right? Sounds fair. At least to me it sounds fair. But you know what? We come across people who, well, they're different than us. These are the people that mom warned me to stay away from when I was a kid, right? 
No. These are the people that Jesus had just come across as he was making his journey and moving on. And there were some people as they were making their way through that were not Israelites. They were not Jewish. And see, what the Jewish people would call those in this region, they would call them dogs. Oh, that wasn't very nice wasn't meant to be nice. And see, you got to realize in that time, domesticated puppies weren't a great big deal. And when I was a kid at my granddad's place, it was pretty far out into the country. It was very, very rural. And different times there would be packs of wild dogs that we would have to worry about and worry about for the cattle and and the pigs and every and, and us, especially as kids. See, that's what came to my mind right away when we were talking about this. And I, I even remember when they let the coyotes go for the when they were starting to reintroduce them back into uh, the the landscape of Pennsylvania. Those were things that we had to be worried about. And this is what these people are talking about. Oh, these people. Just a bunch of dogs. Dogs weren't necessarily good. But as Jesus stops and talks to this woman, he hadn't done anything for any other people than the Israelites at this point until now. In his ministry, this is the first time he does something for someone who's not an Israelite. That a woman would even, even try to come up to Jesus, a man. That a woman who was not an Israelite, who was surrounded by a bunch of Israelites, attempted to come up to him and call out to him was just unheard of. You didn't do that. Know your place. Oh, I remember being told that a lot when I was a kid. You know, be seen, not heard, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, right? I think that's something that's gone by the wayside maybe in society today. But that was the case here. And Jesus does pay attention to her, even though the Israelites, or even though the disciples want to send her away. This woman had a real problem. And she knew that Jesus was the one that could help her. Could you imagine being that desperate, knowing that she, you know, the, the penalty that she could have suffered would have been stoning to death? That's real. That could even happen in some Middle Eastern countries today. But she has enough faith and enough love in her heart, not only for her daughter, but for him to approach him. He says, hey, we don't feed dogs. Now, he's not calling her a nasty word at this point. You see, this is where you got to know your Greek. What he's saying is, one of these little cuddly little, you know, you can put them in your pocket, loving little puppy dogs. That's what he's calling her. And he wanted her to respond so that everybody around her 
including the disciples and all the Israelites, would hear her response. And it's a response of faith. It's a response of faith. Knowing that he is Lord. That he has the power to change things, even though the two societies do not look at themselves fairly in life. And because she responds in the words that she has faith in him as Lord. He drives the demon out of the daughter right then and there. She's healed. You know, nobody ever said things in life were going to be fair. And that's rough. I mean, when you stop and, and think about that, and you stop and you say, oh, Lord, I pray, I do everything I'm supposed to. I come and take my seat right here in the pews on, on, on Sunday morning. I, I bring my family. I've, I've done everything you've asked me to do. And sometimes, sometimes some rotten things happen anyway, right? I mean, think about it. There wouldn't be these wildfires. There wouldn't be these people losing their homes. There wouldn't be the tragedy in, in Maui right now. There wouldn't be the tragedy, you know, there's a haze in the air right now. That haze isn't fog. It isn't haze. It's smoke today. And it's from the fires in British Columbia blowing this direction. He said, we know that there are bad things in this world. We know that there's cancer. We know that there are true problems, people losing their jobs. There's food insecurity. There's people that are dealing with mental issues. There's people that are dealing with heart issues. And how are we supposed to respond? We're supposed to respond in faith. We need to realize that this world is not always fair. But our Lord Jesus Christ is because he will stand with you to the very end forever and ever. I had somebody say to me earlier this week that had come to visit me and say, but God took my mom and I still needed her. God didn't take her. God saved her. You see, life here in this world is very, very short compared to eternity. Have you ever wondered and pictured what eternity looks like? You see, what's not fair is sometimes the way that we look at things. And we don't look at the supernatural way that, that the Lord takes us. And loves us. You see, what's not fair is how we act. How we look down on some people. How we don't respond to some things. How we figure we just don't have time for that. And, and some of that is just, it's true. Sometimes we just don't have time. We can't say yes to everything. But the reality is, is that we're each and every one of us, including me. We don't deserve the grace that the Lord gives us. 
You want to know what's fair? Certainly not me. And certainly not Jesus. Because if we were fair, if he was fair with us, well, our destination wouldn't be heaven. It wouldn't be glory. If life were fair, we'd all be afflicted in most horrendous of ways, including eternity. But he came to offer us grace. And because this woman offered real faith, these people needed to see what that real faith would do. And that Jesus had come for everyone, not just the elite, but for people like me and for people like you. It's not fair. It's not fair. But I'm sure glad that Jesus gave his life for you and me. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today for the love that you have given us. So often, Lord, I fall short, and I'm sure so many of us could say the same. We fall short in our love. We fall short in, in, the, in our obedience. We fall short because we're sinners. But you knew that. And so to reconcile this world, you sent us Jesus Christ. But it's a decision, a choice that we need to make. And that's what Jesus was teaching us here. That we need to make a choice to be clean in our heart. And the only way to be clean in our heart is to follow the word of God. Jesus Christ. And to call him ours. And so when he throws us a little crumb our direction, praise be to God. Thank you, Lord, for that crumb. Thank you for that abundant love that you have poured out onto each of us. May we respond in kind with the same love for your people here on earth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.